0: Good morning everyone. We welcome you to the third Sunday of Easter and we are con- continuing our sermon series today called Hope Rises. We're looking at a variety of stories of resurrection uh, beyond Jesus's resurrection. Last week we looked at the story of Lazarus. Today we will look at the story of the uh, of Jairus's daughter and the hemorrhaging woman. Uh, next week we'll look at the story of Elijah and the widow's son. After that we'll turn to uh, more of the uh, Hebrew Bible as we look at the entrance into the Promised Land for the Israelites, and before that, we after that we will look at uh, the crossing of the Red Sea and how these are all stories of new life and, and resurrected life, a life that is offered us to God and through Jesus Christ. Uh, so today, as we begin our um, our sermon today, let us go to God in prayer. God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts. Be acceptable to you O Lord our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Have you ever felt as if sometimes like Jesus is too busy to care about you or that God has too much going on to care about you? I have in, t- in my time of pastoral care encountered several people who might think that that they are insignificant to God. They might say well why would God care about this in my life? Or, or God has more important things to worry about right now. Well, there's two two figures in our story today uh, that in the culture of Jew, the Jewish culture that they lived in uh, were considered insignificant people. But Jesus is showing them that they are very significant. This is a what we call a sandwich story today. There's there's two stories going on here, uh, but one is sandwiched inside of the other story. So you have the story of Jairus and his daughter, which is sandwiched by, or the bread of the sandwich of the story of the hemorrhaging woman who had been in isolation for 12 years. Uh, as Jairus comes to Jesus because of, uh, he cares for his daughter who is ill, falls at the feet of Jesus, this, the synagogue leader, As soon as Jesus goes to take care of that problem and the crowd follows uh, because of who Jairus is and how important Jairus is, this is when we encounter the first person in this story who would be considered insignificant. She's insignificant because she is a hemorrhaging woman and she's been hemorrhaging for 12 years Years, which is the same age as Jairus's daughter, by the way. There's a strong connection between these two daughters of God. This woman who's been hemorrhaging for 12 years has been in isolation because of Jewish customs and traditions. Uh, a woman who was bleeding, whether uh, she was experiencing her monthly period or if she was hemorrhaging like this woman was, was forced into an isolation state until their bleeding stopped. Now, for a a woman who was experiencing her monthly period, that would just be a, a term of a couple of days in isolation. But this woman had been hemorrhaging for 12 years, which means that she had been isolated away from her family, away from her loved ones, away from anyone for 12 years. Imagine that. I mean, we have been involved in this series, this time of isolation in our lives now for around 40 days. Maybe give or take a few. But this woman had been in isolation for 12 years. And, and here we are just about 40 days in and, and many of us are feeling the effects of this isolation. We're ready to get out. We're ready to, to socialize and to be around people. Imagine being in isolation for 12 years and and not only that but but the system the health care system of, of her time had done her wrong she had given all of her money to doctors and she was not getting better she was getting worse which means that that she had to have an enormous faith that jesus can make her well Being willing to break out of her her isolation and and to go even go in the midst of this crowd and to go touch Jesus's clothes and she says in her faith she says all I need to do is touch the hem of his robe and I'll be healed I, I don't need to see Jesus I don't need to come into physical contact with Jesus because I don't want to risk anything for Jesus. All I want to do is just touch the hem of his clothes and I'll be healed. And and while while this physical healing happened with the touch of her, her clothes, it wasn't until Jesus looks at her. It wasn't until Jesus looks at her in the face and, and says to her, "Who touched me?" The woman fearing, full of fear and trembling, came forward, knowing what had just happened to her, she fell down in front of Jesus and told him the whole truth. So now we have two people falling down in front of Jesus. We have Jairus, the synagogue leader, and we had the hemorrhaging woman. His response is, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace, healed from your disease. So yes, her bleeding stopped when she touched the hem of Jesus' robe. But Jesus' word of peace is what gave her the abundant life, the resurrected life. See, these are two stories of resurrection. Resurrection. The hemorrhaging woman and Jairus's daughter. Because this isolated woman had been entombed in her isolation for 12 years. And now, she was resurrected. She was given new life. An abundant life. Because of her faith. Just believe. Jesus has abundant, resurrected life for you. And this story continues on. Because now that we've had the meat of this sandwich, let's go back to the bread and let's see what happens to Jairus and his daughter. Because now, Jairus' friends are coming to him and saying, don't bother the teacher anymore. Your daughter has died. And Jesus says, death is not the end. She's not dead. She's just asleep. She's just waiting for something else. And so Jesus goes to Jairus' house. And, and as he's going, he's, he's kind of stripping the crowd, even letting go of some of his disciples. He only takes Peter, James, and John with him into the house. He gets rid of the mourners who were there. And he enters this synagogue leader's house after just touching a hemorrhaging woman, abandoning all purity rituals of Jewish customs and traditions, going into this synagogue leader's house, who, by the way, because he's a synagogue leader cannot even touch his dead daughter and Jesus touches her and offers her resurrected life little girl get up little girl come alive little girl have something to eat Little girl, I have a resurrected life for you. Those who the world may deem insignificant are significant to God and Jesus Christ. Those who think, why would God have time to bother with me? God cares about each and every one of us we are all God's creation we are all important to God you are important to God so much so that Jesus came and gave his life for the world Jesus rose from the dead for the world not just the important people even those who think that they're unimportant are all important to God and Jesus Christ. You are important to God and Jesus Christ. May you live the resurrected and abundant life God has in store for you. May you feast and fellowship with Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Savior. May you have faith to know that God loves you and cares about you. God doesn't want you to live in fear. And God doesn't want you to live in death. God wants you to live fully alive, just like the hemorrhaging moment. Just like Jairus' daughter, God cares about you. May you live your abundant and everlasting, resurrected life today. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. As we receive our benediction today, we want to also welcome uh, Miss Barbara Adams to play a song for us as we uh, depart today. But now as we go in peace today, receive these words of grace. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.